This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Dr. Salen Parekh, a uh, friend of ours, long time with Duke University, now with Rothman Orthopedics in New Jersey. Uh, he is our official Adam Gold Show physician. First of all, I would much rather be talking to you about why you move closer to your Yankees. Uh, but let's deal with uh, what we saw last night. Uh, I don't know if first, your first reaction to what we saw uh, is appropriate, but let me just start there and we'll work our way uh, forward. Yeah, I mean, my first reaction was that, you know, when you first saw the tackle happen and then, uh, and then DeMar stands up, and then it collapses right away. From my perspective, right away, I was thinking something with his heart. Right. Um, and then to see the ensuing things that occurred and, and the reactions from the players, he knew this was bad. It was a very somber mood. Yeah, I, I agree. That was also my first reaction uh, was that this was beyond, I think the initial reaction from a lot of people was a concussion, but this had n- none of the hallmarks of that so I know you tried to explain to me what may have happened. And again, we have not had a statement from uh, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, uh, Center, but um, basically uh, explain to our audience what is your best guess as to what happened to him. From what was seen on TV and also what was released by the NFL, that uh, DeMar had a cardiac arrest episode, meaning his heart stopped beating. Now, why this happens, there are a lot of different reasons. But in the setting of what we saw, this is most likely due to something called commotio cordis, Latin words meaning that he had a blow to the chest wall right overlying his heart in a specific area that, that is over one of the biggest parts of your heart called a left ventricle, which is one of the big pumps that pumps the blood to the rest of your body. Um, and so he took a helmet right in that area and getting that hit right in that area with the heart heart going through a specific part of the, the pumping cycle, hitting it at a certain time point in that cycle, that's how you get this heart rate uh, or the heart stop pumping and to basically go cardiac arrest. So it's a rare thing to happen where you take a blow to the chest wall in the right spot, just at the right time of the cardiac cycle to get the heart to stop beating. Um, You typically see this more often in baseball or lacrosse or even hockey where, where the, the, um, what what hits the chest wall is Mm -hmm. very hard. And in this case it's a helmet. So it's just a combination of weird events, but I think this is what it's going to come out, that he had commotio cordis, and that causes the heart to stop pumping. I I mean, I can't even venture a guess as to how many games, and I know you're a big sports fan as well, how many games that I have seen over the course of my life. I mean, I watch 100 Hurricanes games a year. uh, Whether I've been personally to about 250 baseball games. I have never seen something like this, which is why it was such a shock to so many people. Um, I mean, I don't even know. The hit didn't even look that 
We see much worse hits on a on a yeah. on a game in game out basis than than what that play was. It almost seems like this is an absolute freak occurrence. It is a freak occurrence, and you don't have to be hit hard. So there's actually been some research looking at this. You know, you you only have to be hit about 25 miles per hour to the chest. So you're not talking about a really a high velocity hit that causes this kind of injury. But again, it, and it's not only the velocity, but it's the location and the timing in the heart pumping cycle. All those things have to line up for him to have this happen. It's freakishly rare. Yeah. Again, I can't even fathom a guess as to how many games I have seen in my in my life to to even come up with a a a, a set of odds as to what the chances are of something like this. What is the prognosis? And it's very difficult probably for you to even guess here, but the prognosis for recovery for something like this, it would seem like he was fortunate that this the emergency medical uh, equipment was so close by because uh, I would imagine when this happens, uh, it's it's largely fatal. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Taruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, so it's hard to know prognosis in this specific case just because there's so many factors. But just like you said, one of the biggest factors is the time to do CPR. And it's been shown that if you get to CPR within three minutes, then you have a higher success rate of keeping this person alive, right? And so if you go beyond that, the death rate can sometimes be upwards of 80% the fatality rate. So the fact that he had CPR initiated so quickly that so many medical staff were right there so fast is probably the best case scenario for him. And then having the AED available to do the automatic electrical defibrillation is important too, to kind of shock his heart into Mm -hmm. getting back into a normal uh, beating rhythm. And we know at least what was released by the NFL that he had a pulse on the field. Those are all great signs for him to survive. But the other part of this is brain function. And and for every minute that they are administering CPR, there is a higher hit rate to the brain. And that we don't know yet. And we likely won't know his brain function or his brain damage level for four, five, six days, even a week. Dr. Salem Parekh, um, before I let you go, and I appreciate your time, Dr. Salem Parekh, MD on Twitter, um, the uh, assuming that there is no brain damage, are are we talking about, and this is probably inconsequential, but I think people are wondering, are we talking about somebody whose career is over, or can he make a full recovery and get back to playing? So he can make a full recovery to functional life, absolutely. 
But I think that you would, I, I think from my perspective, if I were involved in his care, I would highly suggest that he stop football. And the reason is, yes, this is a freakishly rare condition. A lot of things have to line up, each of which is extremely rare for this to occur. But now you've had it happen once. And as a safety, you're going to take more and more blows to that chest wall every single game, whether you're involved in that tackle or you're just getting blocked. Right. So your, your, your exposure to that risk is high. I'm not sure it's really worth it. Um, and I, I think the, the party line in medicine would be stop all contact sports. Dr. Salem Parekh, I appreciate your time. You know uh, how much. I'm, first of all, I miss you living in New Jersey now. Uh, but I Come do. up anytime we can watch a Yankee game. <laughs> I don't want to watch the Yankees. <laughs> I'm not even sure I want to watch the Mets. Uh, <laughs> but I will talk to you very soon. Um, Sounds good, Adam. Thank you very much for your time. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.